0: Think on your feet for our fast and curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race, hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This is what Chinese cities usually look like this time of year. Thick smog blanketing the skyline. But this year, there's something different in the air. You may have heard stories about how cities across the globe, shut down due to COVID-19, are experiencing less air pollution. Beijing's residents have been enjoying some unusually fresh spring air. The smog's gone. The haze dispersed. India's extended lockdown has turned skies over New Delhi a rare shade of blue. From the Italian city of Milan, an unusually clear view of the Alps. This is the impact of six weeks of lockdown over Venice. Dan Weiss has heard these stories and seen photos of the vivid blue skies in Beijing or Los Angeles. He says it might be his imagination, but in the last several weeks, the Chicago air has looked clearer and smelled better. And it struck me that, you know, the last time when the skies would smell as sweet as they do could have been from way before the height of the industrial era of Chicago. So he wanted to know, is the air in fact cleaner due to reduced traffic and industrial activity under Illinois' stay-at-home order? And if so, how far back in history would you have to go to find air this clean? We'll get to the second part of the question about history in a minute. But the first part, how clean is the air now, is extra urgent. Because COVID-19 is a respiratory disease, and air pollution affects respiratory health. So first off, scientists do confirm that Chicago in general is experiencing cleaner air due to the stay-at-home order. Here's Scott Collis, an atmospheric scientist at Argonne National Laboratory. The measurements which we are taking from space tell us that there is, at the moment, less pollution, less uh, gases in the atmosphere that we do not want that are coming out of the industries around Chicago. This gets complicated. For one thing, there are different kinds of pollution. And while some are clearly down, there's not enough data yet to say all types of pollution are showing a significant drop. But it's very clear that nitrogen dioxide, which is strongly correlated to smog, is quite a bit lower from where it's been in March and April in recent years. However, since a whole slew of environmental protections went into place in the 1970s, including the Clean Air Act, and due to the efforts of activists, Chicago's air quality has improved steadily for the last four decades. So even if it weren't for COVID-19, Collis suspects 2020 would have been Chicago's cleanest year in decades. Still need to crunch the numbers, but definitely. That's, That's a definite possibility. So this sounds great. But some neighborhoods that have historically experienced high levels of pollution due to industry and transportation aren't seeing as much of a reduction. While some industry is not operating, you still have what has been considered essential, which is building buildings and roads and things like that, which requires asphalt, it requires concrete, and those range of things that emit quite a bit. This is Suzanne Malik-McKenna, Chicago's former commissioner of the environment. She also points out the definition of essential industries is broad, And many industrial companies in these areas have the discretion to continue to operate. So the density of pollution in certain communities is still pretty densely polluted. (laughs) Which again is particularly concerning since COVID-19 attacks the respiratory system. All that said, scientists agree that air for most Chicagoans is cleaner than it's been in decades. Now, remember, this was a two-part question. Our question asker, Dan Weiss, also wondered if you'd have to go back before industrialization to find air this clean. And historians say that's exactly right. In fact, one early Chicago settler, Juliet Kinsey, documented a transformation of Chicago's air and skies over just a few decades. Juliet Kinsey indeed uses the word pristine to describe her first encounter with the coastline along Lake Michigan. This is historian Anne Keating. She says Kinsey grew up in Connecticut, among noisy and dirty textile mills. She was taken with the beauty of Chicago when she moved here in 1834 with her husband. Shortly after arriving, she wrote about a trip to the forests a little north of Chicago, maybe Evanston or Wilmette today. She was blown away by the clean air and the vivid green of the trees in spring. The trees, which near the lake had owing to the coldness and tardiness of the season, presented the pale yellow appearance of unfledged goslings, were here bursting into full leaf. The ground around was carpeted with flowers. The birds sent forth their sweetest notes in the warm, lingering sunshine. And the opening buds of the young hickory and sassafras filled the air with perfume. But in the 1840s and 50s, early American settlers began trying to get rich off this land, newly acquired by the U.S. government by coercing the Pottawatomie and other Native Americans to leave. One of the first examples was William Ogden's Galena-Chicago Railroad, which went right downtown in 1848. So the Galena and Chicago Railroad steam engine belching smoke. It's only going to be one engine, not going to be a big deal at the outset, but very quickly you get uh, 12 lines with dozens and dozens of trains coming in and out every day. At the same time, Chicago got steamboats that produced smoke, grain elevators that spilled dust and chaff, and a handful of early factories along the river. So that by the late 1850s, before the Civil War, there are going to be parts of Chicago, particularly those hugging the river, you're going to have uh, both air and water pollution. It was somewhere in this period, likely the 1850s, when historians believe air pollution in Chicago actually became worse than it is today getting dirtier and dirtier up into the 20th century and starting to improve by the 1970s when regulation takes off. So to find air as clean as the air we've had in recent years and especially the last few weeks, you would likely have to go back to the early 1850s in Chicago. As far as Juliet Kinsey, she couldn't stand the air pollution. In 1868, just 34 years after arriving, her family moved to the edge of the city to escape what she called, quote, the soot and grime of the Michigan Street House. This episode was reported by me, with Isabel Carter, Linnea Dominic, and Mackenzie Crossan. Production by Stephen Jackson, Catherine Nagasawa was the voice of Juliet Kinsey. Music courtesy of Big Lazy. Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Jesse Dukes.